Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Join the conversation on the Ask Sharifa AMA. Ask me anything. Where Sharifa Hardy and expert guests answer your questions. Press 1 to join the conversation where we discuss your favorite topics from love, family, politics, career, business, intuition, spirituality, and more. To be a guest on the Ask Sharifa AMA or for advertising opportunities, visit our website at AskSharifa.com. And now your host, Sharifa Hardy. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and thank you for joining us on Friday's episode, March 30th, for a special episode of Ask Sharifa AMA. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We always have fun for some reason on TGIF Fridays. So if you are listening to the show on your computer and you want to join the conversation, feel free. Give us a call at 563-999-3603. Again, that number is 563-999-3603. And if you're listening to this show on your phone and you love to join the conversation with a question or a comment for today's guest, please feel free to press 1. But before we bring our lovely guest into the studio today, I'm going to ask you to do what I always ask you to do, and that's to share this show. Post it to your Facebook, tweet it out, text a friend, wake a neighbor, do whatever you have to do because friends don't let friends miss out on the Ask Sharifa AMA. So joining us today in the studio is none other than the fabulous Miss Letty Styles. Good morning, Letty. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. A little bit of a cold, but other than that, I'm good. I'm looking forward to chatting up things today. <laughs> And now we're looking forward to chatting with you. So when just to look at the, the title or the subject or the topic is like, okay, what are we going to discuss today? So sacred sexuality. What is sacred sexuality? You know, it's everything that isn't all about what our society has been hung up for a long time, and that's about the sacredness of connecting deeply and intimately with each other and being fully present at a moment of um, when we want to be seen, heard, and acknowledged when we are with a partner. So to me, that's what sacred sexuality is. It's taking that mundane thing, you know, and, and it, having those sacred moments that are irreplaceable and unforgettable in your life. That's what sacred sexuality is. So when and how and where did you come up with the term? Is this a class that you teach? Is this a book? How do you incorporate sacred, sacred sexuality into what you do? Well, term, it's actually, a, you know, it's been around. It's, it's something that describes what most people know in the Western culture is Tantra, mm-hmm. which is a study of, of uh, 
India and Nepal. And it's really around spirituality. It's really not about sex but and sexuality, but it is about being present fully and living our lives, richly being aware of our body, our senses, the light, people, our connection. And so sacred sexuality comes from, I guess, the study with women and their sexuality. And for me, it all began a long, long time ago in college. But um, I started teaching a class about 10, 15 years ago around empowerment of women through a book that I came across called Aphrodite's Daughters. And this is a fantastic book by Jalaja Bohemian. And she compiled stories of women, 30 stories, very powerful transformational uh, empowerment through through women's sexuality, which I think was pretty amazing. And it just was something that when I taught the women in my class, really got a lot out of. And just really learning about our own power as women and not just how we've been seen, you know, um, as these sexual beings, but rather these very alive, amazing, juicy women that have a lot to offer to their partners and to themselves. Because sacred sexuality is a personal journey. It's not about the other. It's really about being alive within our own body and appreciating every moment. And also realizing the power that we have as women. One of the things that you said is that you've been teaching a class, but you said for you, this path started while you were in college. Now, when we think of college and we think of sex, okay, all, all, you know, at least what comes to my mind is just wild parties. What aspect of sacred sexuality did you realize while you were in college? It was political. It was a very political okay. time when I went to college in the 70s, and it was the movement of women coming out and being empowered, just like the minorities. The politics and sexuality seem to be tied together, okay? And I was very involved politically, uh, especially my first year in college. I don't know. I just opened up and I began to see things differently. So while I was in college, there was a movement around women's studies, and they were fighting to keep this department. And women's studies was really about getting acknowledged as, a viable history subject. And not only was it very political, but it was also around sexuality and the goddess. So I was introduced to it. I was more interested in the politics of it. And much later on, as I was studying to my psychology degree, I decided that maybe what I wanted to focus on was to be a sex therapist. I don't know. It just seemed like something that I understood. Maybe it came from I don't know, but it did, and I started to study that. Uh, And then, um, you know, I didn't complete college, but I went on to to work in an environment that had to deal with uh, domestic violence, sexual abuse, and I learned so much about that aspect. And so then I began my studies later on in Tantra. So the curiosity really started back when I was in college about women's empowerment, which was political, which is about controlling your body and your destiny and not being subjugated to, you know, what we had previously had, the June Cleaver kind of uh, image that women 
were, you know, only this fact that they were mothers and dutiful and it was just about marriage. So I grew up in the era where you burned your bra and you claim your sexual power as a woman so that you could be seen. I didn't burn my bra, but, you know, um, it was a political thing that I started when I was, you know, in my, I think it was 19, 20 years old. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. I love these shows. I can learn. I learned so much. So <laughs> yes, I do. That, I'm just nosy. I'm just nosy. I love learning all these different things. So Letty, let me and just she, ask she, you. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Now I was going to tell you, and then when I got married, when I got married, me and mm-hmm. my husband decided to do a class, college, and finish my degree and move on to a PhD program. Uh, we decided to take this course where we would become sexual surrogates. Okay, remember this mm-hmm. is the time when we were really in, in opening up, and we did, and it was wonderful, and we learned so much. And as partners, a lot of things in our relationship improved, and then we went on to work with John Gray. Um, for before he got super famous. So that was the start of me really understanding what it was to have a healthy relationship. Of course, I didn't become a sexual surrogate, but I learned a lot. I think it, okay, it took well, our relationship to the next level. Huh? What, is a sexual sur- what is a sexual surrogate? Well, back then, it was the physical part, the physical component of therapy for people that would come to a psychologist because they had some dysfunction and they didn't have a partner. So they needed a partner to help them go through all the exercises and to go through all of this process of discovering themselves in a, in a therapeutic manner. Uh, it wasn't about having sex with your client. It was about teaching them all the different things that Tantra teaches, which is about being present with your body learning about conscious touch, breathing, being comfortable with your own body, and and doing some exercises around, you know, whatever the dysfunction was. We never got there, but we studied, I think, for 16 weeks, all about energy, breath, everything that Tantra teaches. Uh, And I'm not sure if you're familiar with Tantra, but Tantra really teaches to be present, to slow down, and not to have a goal in mind, just to be very, very present with your body. I hope that answers your question. No, it, it answered it marvelously, it, but yet it, it gave me so many more questions. That's just the beauty of who I am. <laughs> yes. That so just blew me away because I, I didn't even know anything like that existed. <laughs> so, yes. Nowadays, I don't know what they call it, but nowadays it, there seems to be another realm of a facilitation this, and it's women that have studied Tantra and have become what we call bikinis, and that they're in service to help people resolve those dysfunctions, the sexual dysfunctions, that when you come to the heart of it, it has nothing to do with sex. Because our body knows that. It's already wired in. Do is self-esteem, healing wounds, having permission, and getting over the conditioning about shame and guilt around our bodies and around our own expression of sexuality. So it's learning about healthy expressions of our bodies and knowing that those are sacred. And to share them with another person is a beautiful thing. But to get to that, 
place. We have to deal with all the stuff that has happened to us. You know, for women, it's been a lot of, you know, painful experiences about being women. So for me, sacred sexuality is really helping women bridge into the joy of being a woman and the sacredness of her body temple and really enjoying who she is with no shame, being free in a, in a way that you feel good. It's not about, you know, sleeping with everybody. It's really about enjoying who you are and knowing that your energy and your connection and your sexuality is there to, to be shared in a sacred manner and not the way that we've been conditioned. So that takes a lot of deconditioning and a lot of looking into painful issues for us as women, like rape, you know, sexual abuse, inhibitions, and, you know, Catholic or religious guilt. <laughs> because one of the things that you, you mentioned was you worked with women who had experienced domestic violence. Uh, do yes. you see any patterns in, in that Absolutely. process and working with those women? Okay. Can you share any that you use uh, moving forward? Uh, almost, okay. Almost 80% of the women that came into the shelter that had abusive relationships, there was two factors, actually three. The factors were drugs and alcohol were involved most of the time, and sexual abuse was in both the backgrounds, not just her, but him as well. And then most of the children uh, were also either had been sexually abused or were in danger of being abused. So there was a connection there of many of the women coming in with domestic violence because I worked in a facility that so we provided services to help them with uh, healing those areas because we knew that the root of domestic violence is the root of childhood abuse so we found that there was I find that there is a correlation between those things those things so there was a correlation between childhood abuse and domestic violence. Yeah, and sexual abuse. It seemed to be there. And I think because it's all about power, it's just like mm-hmm. anything else, be, be, having power, because it's a distortion of, of the masculine, you know, having power over a woman, having power over her body, doing whatever it is that he wants to do. You know, um, it's not most positive because I think there's beautiful men that love and honor and worship women and want to care and protect for them. But when it comes to domestic violence, you see that pattern, that there is a lot of childhood trauma from both sides. One becomes the, the, uh, the abuser and the other becomes the victor. They have some pretty serious abuse, especially women are being sexually abused. And so they partner up with what they've been conditioned, thinking that that's what they deserve or that's their lot in life. And soon they, you know, what motivates women sometimes is they put up with a lot. But it comes when their children are involved, it seems to be the biggest wake-up call, and they have to make some changes in their family structure. And sometimes it's because women do not have the power in society. And so that that disempowerment shows up in, in our society drastically as violence against women. And so part of empowering women is for them to understand they have choices and to have their self-worth as women and that nobody can treat them 
the way we've been conditioned in society to treat women for many, many years. So for me, helping women empower themselves and heal their sexual wounds is to really come to a place where they respect themselves and expect the best of men around them and learn to choose better men in their lives. And that is a journey for many women in domestic violence. But that's a journey for many women because you don't have to be physically abused to relate to what I'm saying. For me, that's what sexuality is. It's empowerment for us ladies to really take control of our own destiny, of our own bodies, of our own mind, but in a very joyful way. Not being victims, but being, you know, fully goddesses, knowing that we are responsible for uh, creating uh, a more fulfilling life for us by deconditioning ourselves around guilt and that, you know, we're powerless and all that. And we've been said that as women growing up. I mean, I grew up in a very traditional Hispanic family, and there was a certain expectation how I should behave. <laughs> that didn't happen, Daddy, you know? <laughs> um, and, it, and, it, and it started with women don't do this. Women don't do that. Women get married and have children. So it really starts about controlling, our, you know, our bodies and minds. It's, it's a condition okay, so that... Oh, sorry, Go ahead. Cut you off. But, but does it does it actually start with women don't do this or women don't do that? Or does it start with little girls don't do this and little girls don't do that? Because one of the things that I always talk about is my mother and I always have this discussion. My mother is one of those people who obviously is of an older generation to believe that my generation is um, trying to be friends with our children as opposed to parents, you know, we're trying yes. to be their friends because my mother was raised in a generation where children are to be seen and not heard. Where yeah. I raised my children, my ch- children will be 22 and 24 now, 21 and 24, and I raised them and let them know they can say anything they want to say. They just can't say it any way they want to say it. They still have to be respectful. But I believe when you take away a child's voice, you take away their their right to say no, their right to say anything, and especially for women or young girls, when when you you know you say okay be silent, then it makes it more difficult for them to speak up in in these situations. Or or am I just off letting? No, no, you're right, you're right. It starts in childhood again. It's the conditioning of this of this uh, society, and there's other mm-hmm. societies that do the same thing. But there is ancient teachings. That, that do not hold women that way. So mm-hmm. part of what I try to do is empower women by busting all those myths that little girls don't do this and little girls don't do that. And it's mm-hmm. really about healing that mentality, claiming the truth that you want, and that every woman knows that she deserves better, that she should be treated in a loving way and kind way. Because what we're all looking for like I said, is that intimacy where we're seen, received, and loved. We're looking for that. I mean, everybody's looking for that. But, you know, again, um, we have been socialized and conditioned in, in all ways that don't work. So for me, when I read Aphrodite's Daughters, it was 30 powerful stories about 
women's sexual empowerment. And it was really about healing those conditions. Every woman has a story. You know, Sharifa, when we get together in a circle and women begin to share, what do we share? You know, our story, we that, share uh, yeah. our stories, tears, our struggles, you know, um, how we feel like we didn't deserve something or why something doesn't work out for us. But we really, women really heal in a circle, in sisterhood. We heal because we need to be listened and acknowledged and being seen. And so for me, I love working with women in a circle because there I, I have the opportunity and the honor to create a sacred space where anything and everything can be said while I conduct some healing processes and rituals so that we can let go collectively of thousands of years of conditioning because it's not just our families. It's been thousands of years of conditioning that women need to heal. And also, in a circle, we laugh, we have fun, and you know what happens. We begin to remember the juiciness of who we are as women. And that's really <laughs> the purpose of my circles. Yes, let's get, let's release all the stuff. Let's support each other and listen to each other. But also, let's support each other in the joy, in the sisterhood, and in the, you know, in what we need. Because women need relationships and community. And when a woman has relationships and community, and support, she is going to uh, feel better and do better because there's, there's wise women in our circles and there's women that have gone through hell and back that have so much to share with a younger generation. And I consider myself one of those wise women and I've seen a lot, been through a lot and have witnessed a lot. And so for me, you know, I really believe that we as women are amazing teachers for each other and great support. And so in a circle, we could enjoy ourselves, support ourselves, and also learn about our bodies and learn about pleasure and sexuality and, and, you know, all those things that women were made for. We were not made to be beat up. We were made to be, you know, goddesses, to enjoy life, not just to be mothers and sacrifice but to really that we have this other aspect, and I call it the queen aspect. And not the queen that I rule over you, but the queen that I rule over myself, over my body, over my mind, over my spirit. Queens are generous, you know. They nurture their children, their husbands, their bodies, their temples. And that's what I really believe, that women have the right to be queens of their own universe. You know, I don't have a tiara, but I would love one. <laughs> when you when you get a tiara, get two because I need one too. I need one also. I, I need to walk around with the Sharifa tiara. But let me just ask you this, and I don't mean to stereotype, but is there a particular type of woman that would would come to a circle or find a need for a circle? Because I hear what you're saying about the circle. I I understand that it's healing and women need that. But at what point in, in a woman's life? Does she say, hmm, let me go talk to to Letty and the group of women about my sex life? Well, this is what I found, is that women come into things that seem fun and 
you know, they hear, oh, we're going to talk about sexuality or we're going to do a demonstration on toys and how, or how to have better orgasms. That brings people in. Uh, but I think <laughs> it does. To be honest, it does. I can imagine. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying that. I used to conduct, I used to at one point be a party lady. I used to, you know, demonstrate these things. And then I got tired oh, wow. of the toys and wanted to, and wanted to educate women. So that brought him in the door, okay? The shiny objects <laughs> with batteries. <laughs> but in reality, sometimes women just come in when it's safe and having fun space is safe. Other times women go through really rough relationships, uh, rapes, or they're finally mm-hmm. needing to deal with the abuse that they've, they've gotten. Uh, mm. So I think women... It, 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 at all stages come into groups. I've seen women from the young ages in their 20s to women in their 70s come into a group. Uh, but in general, it's usually having that camaraderie. Uh, we're going to do something fun and we're going to explore this and everybody's interested in sex. You know, uh, but what happens is as we're learning about <laughs> these things, those, issue, and those issues and topics come, back, come out. But mm-hmm. like when, for instance, my classes, they're very specific that we're going to learn about sacred sexuality and techniques about our own bodies and being empowered in our own sexuality, in our own bodies. So it's really a process of revealing and remembering the power that we have in our body and how pleasure plays a huge, um, you know, factor women are entitled to that and sometimes they haven't been able to have it or achieve it. So like I said, um, when women are ready, they do come in and they seek out, they hear it from their girlfriends, how it's improved their relationship, or they simply want that sisterhood to talk about it in a positive way. They, they want, you know, to come to a party and talk about vibrators and, you know, other devices and things like that. Um, so I, don't, I hope that answered your question. No, it answered my question perfectly and a lot more than I was expecting. So it was wonderful. <laughs> um, so for me, for some some odd reason, I don't know why, but I have a lot of male friends, tonic male mm-hmm. friends. And, we, you know, maybe because I love to, to, to be nosy and pick everyone's brains and ask different questions. <laughs> but one of the things that I found is that almost across the board, you know, if I'm talking to men about sex, and I asked them, you know, in, with women in general, what is your number one complaint? Nine times out of ten, they will tell me their biggest complaint or their biggest turnoff is when they're with a woman and she doesn't act like she likes sex. Like she just lays there like a cold fish. Or like husbands who say, you know, I don't like that my wife doesn't initiate sex. That, you know, she doesn't right. act like she wanted. She doesn't ask for it. So, has that been your experience? I mean, have you heard that as well? To a certain degree, yeah. I usually hear hear the complaints from the other side, but yes, I have had a lot. Of, I've had a lot of conversations with men, and what happens is that um, you always pick a partner that's perfect for you. Mm-hmm. And at some level, there's not communication. At some level, sex doesn't start in the bedroom. 
sex starts way before you get to the bedroom, you know, and sometimes some men lack that understanding. Again, not because they don't love the women in their lives, but they also have some conditioning, you know, that they don't understand our bodies. We don't rev up in five minutes like they do. We have a rhythm. And when you don't have an understanding of your body, which is what I help them understand, both men and women I've worked with, you have to learn that women are are more of a slow burn. And if a woman is not responding, it's because there's something missing, communication or, again, an expectation that women's bodies respond the same as theirs. And they don't. Women take a while. There is a way to be more present because one of the most sexiest things that I think that a man can do is look you in the eye and tell you how beautiful you are and touch you very gently. That is a big turn on. So again, way before. And sometimes men and women don't understand the rhythms of their bodies and it's not just about rubbing. You know what I'm saying? And those Absolutely. kind of things. So I think what but, happens when men are complaining about that is because somewhere along in the relationship, communication is not happening. Because mm-hmm. communication is an essential key. And that means being mm-hmm. vulnerable and authentic with your partner. And women learning to ask for what they want, actually verbalizing right. it. And again, not, not only the, asking we, mm-hmm. for what they want, but also in be, having the empowerment to say, I like this. I like being with you physically. I like having sex with you as opposed to, you know, as a lot of young girls, we were told, okay, if you like sex or if you enjoy sex, then that makes you this term or, or that term. So, right. you know, as you know, we didn't always want to, to admit that is something that we wanted. And I think it's something that we cheat ourselves out of by being honest and Absolutely. open and saying, you know what, this is this is enjoyable for me. So I definitely want to discuss that a little bit more. We do have to yes. stop for a brief commercial break, and then we will be right back. Are you looking for an amazing business opportunity? Visit AskSharifa.com. Get the financial freedom you deserve. Partner with doTERRA and change lives as well as create your very own business. That's AskSharifa.com. Get products that sell and that people love using every day. Give us a call at 562-822-0965 or visit us online at AskSharifa.com. Are you ready for your financial freedom? Did you know that what you put on your skin absorbs into your bloodstream in the first 26 seconds? For 38 years, Arbonne International has been combining the best of science and nature to develop our vegan, kosher, non-GMO health and wellness products. From our anti-aging skin care and luscious makeup to our transformational 30 days to healthy living nutrition line, Arbonne products are pure, safe, and beneficial. Call independent consultant Kim Marie Tomaszowski at 949-351-4794. That's 949-351-4794. And love your body with Arbonne today. 
Are you looking for a unique way to advertise for free? Why not add your business name to the growing business directory at AskSharifa.com? It's absolutely free, and you can benefit from being part of the Ask Sharifa network. That's AskSharifa.com. Where else can you get free advertising for your business, increase website traffic, and generate more leads fast and easy? Don't wait. Space is limited to a first-come basis. Visit AskSharifa.com today and get listed now. Are you dealing with a health issue and looking for natural solutions, but honestly aren't sure where to start? I can help. My name is Sandy Chasteen, and I'm a holistic health coach. I use a combination of lifestyle transformation tools, including nutrition coaching, the use of essential oils, and basic metaphysical energy healing techniques to help clients discover the connection between their emotional and physical health and take action to heal and get back into balance. I love collaborating with other holistic practitioners to support my clients and lead a variety of events and classes across Orange County, California. Not local? That's okay. I'm available via Zoom and just a click away. Find me at www.sandychasteen.com or give me a call at 949-439-7759. I can help you get started, so give me a buzz and let's get you on the road to wellness. If you are tuning in to the Ask Sharifa AMA, then you have missed out on the first 30 minutes of the show. And this has been a very interesting show because we are discussing sacred sexuality with Ms. Letty Styles. So if you listen to the show on your computer and you love to join the conversation, feel free to give us a call at 563-999-3603. Again, that number is 563-999-3603. And if you're listening to the show on your phone and you have a question or a comment, I'd just love to show your support to today's guest. Please feel free to press one. So before the break, um, Letty, we were discussing um, the enjoyment uh, of sexuality for women. And that's why I guess I went back to it because I, I really, you know, I've spoken to women who, who, who say, kind of say the same thing that, oh, well, you know, I'm not just, in, I'm not too into it or, you know, the people who have, I don't know if you saw the movie The Color Purple, but who have that philosophy where they're like, Mr. just gets on top of me and does his business. You know, like they're waiting for <laughs> yeah. it to be over as opposed to, you know, wow. Enjoying like, it. This is, exactly. Exactly. And you know what's missing in our society is that women have to have a safe place to learn uh, and to remember that part of being sexual is uh, that you're entitled and worthy of pleasure. And so much of our society, if you look, I always look, there's all this sex all around us, right? Thing from um, cars to houses, boobs and sex all over. But yet when we get down to it, there's a lot of inhibitions, a lot of misunderstandings about that. And, of course, women are shut down because they don't know any better. No one has approached them. No one has given them any education around their bodies. You know, what we get in, do you remember junior high when they showed you this, those films, their so-called yes. sex education? Yes. That's about what people get. And then you learn sex through, <laughs> I don't know, experience or non-experience, you know. And life. Yeah, and, you know, uh, 
it is a journey that no one prepares us for. Uh, and once again, this is why, you know, women um, go through life sometimes not experiencing pleasure at all. And to me, it's like, no, this is so important because not only is it something that we are made for, our bodies are made for that. You know, there's certain uh, parts of our body that that's all, it, you know, like the clitoris. It only has one purpose, and that's pleasure. And it has more nerve endings than any part of our body. And we don't know these things. You know, there's so much education that I did when I was doing the, the party thing that I wanted women, if they bought toys, that they understood their bodies before they bought something that didn't work for them. And eventually, that's why I decided I don't need the toys. Forget the toys. The training wheels. But it was like an entrance for women to go, oh, toys, pleasure. Oh, I want to go. You know, they wanted to come because they, and that's the only time that women would come in with a blank check from their husbands. Honey, buy whatever you want. <laughs> yes. He, he wants it. her to have fun, you know. Yes. Yes. Spice up the, the bedroom. Right. Yes. And, and so I think we have to equate that it is okay to have fun and pleasure. And that if you don't know, go find out. There's so many tools. There's books. There's tapes. We have so much available today to ourselves. You know, and if you have a partner that's open, because they also learned sex the way you learned it. And it wasn't always proper. You know, think about it. When we were in high school, uh, people were having sex behind the bleachers and all kinds of things. I don't think that's proper sex. You know, both men and women. No. Men and women have to uh, empower themselves through education, experimentation, and learning that sexuality is one of the most powerful forces in the entire universe. And it is there to help us heal and liberate us from shame and all the conditioning around sex and all of the distortions around sex. There are so many distortions, you know, and, you know, men carry the distortions as well as women. I mean, I don't want to just leave the men out because I think men are very important in this equation. Some of them are very badly behaved because that's what they learned. And they've also suffered uh, sexual abuse as well. And many men don't talk about it. They don't even talk about it to their wives. So I think both sides have a lot of healing, education, but most of all, a lot of discovery in their journey. And this journey can be so beautiful because sexual energy is healing energy, and I know that from a very personal um, from a very personal platform. That as I've gone through my experiences, <laughs> what has healed me has been that aspect of my life. And in the book again that I keep on plugging, Aphrodite's Daughters, you will find thirty stories of empowerment through women's discovery and healing of their sexuality. Um, so I believe that men also have that journey to make uh, because as a society, you know, we're screwed up. Just look at, sometimes I talk to very young women and this thing about hooking up and just, this is not sex. (laughs) Yes, it Mm -hmm. is funny. That is sex. Just because there isn't penetration and also they're looking for guidance because what they're seeing out there is a distortion 
about women are here to be used as a marketing tool, as, you know, it's it's all over the media and songs and stuff. So I think young girls are are much more open about experiencing sex, but they still have the distortion that they're to be used or that they use their body to be popular or be accepted or have a relationship. But now even, you know, the, the, the younger girls, like, no commitment. You know, I'm just going to hook up. Well, what does that mean, hook up? It's really sex or booty calls. But what about self-respect and having a man respect <laughs> you? You know what about booty calls? What you know about I know plenty. <laughs> I know plenty about booty calls. <laughs> you know? But isn't it true these young girls? That's a whole other show. Calls? I don't even want to know. Booty calls. Okay. No, no yeah. booty calls. How about, you know, flowers and, and courting me and, you know, respecting me and, and wanting the best for me? What about that? You know, and, and, you know, young girls are hungry for this information. So when mm-hmm. I have young girls that I work with or come to me or, you know, uh, come into a circle, I just, they're open. But we just have to help them get on the right track about honoring themselves and honoring their body. Because the young girls are very outspoken. You know, they're, they, they're much more outspoken than I was at their age, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But they're looking for answers, just like all women. Absolutely. And you've been able to help them with some of that guidance and assistance and knowledge. Now, what type of classes do you offer and where are you offering those classes? Okay. I haven't been offering classes, but I'm going to, I want to start a circle and I am it's gonna be called again Aphrodite's Daughters and will be an eight week class. But you know what, it might be an ongoing circle. And I want to invite you to go to my website, which is called GetMotivatedToChange.com. And I have a page that is called Women Empowerment. And you will find the information on the class. And it probably will be here in Orange County. Um, I also plan to do a webinar kind of a group for women to have access to this information. And also, like I said, to me, circles are sacred where women can come in to heal and create sisterhood and enjoy themselves at the same time. So you can also find me by emailing me at lettycstyles at gmail.com or calling me at 949-233-6321. I plan to do more events with men and women, doing something that I call Namaste Circles, where women and men come together to interact in a sacred and beautiful manner before the bedroom. And um, also, I do privates, and I have worked with couples and individuals in helping them with these issues. And it is, you know, my pleasure, and um, I feel so happy when I can make a difference in changing and shifting things in people's lives, because I think this area is very important to us as women and men. Wouldn't you agree, Sharifa? Oh, yes. I mean, for someone who's been married and divorced twice, I definitely think it's an education process because if I would have known then the things that I know now, you know, <laughs> life would have been, you know, a lot different. And people always ask me, would you get married again? And I'm like, absolutely. But the difference is, you know, of course, now being an adult, I would make better choices going in as opposed to, right. just, okay, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what we're doing or this is how we feel. This is what we want and just kind of, you know, make it happen. 
I would just use more discernment in the choices right. and the decisions that I make. But I did want to ask you, you said that the classes are most likely um, eight-week classes. What are some mm-hmm. of the basic takeaways that a person would receive from taking your class? Okay. Learning to be present within their own body, accessing those areas of movement because our bodies are instruments. And so in Tantra, breath, movement, and being very present with all your senses, okay? So it's a very sensory experience to begin with. We learn ancient practice of movement and breath and being present. We learn about our bodies. We will do some art around our bodies and learn more about, uh, you know, our yonis, our clitoris, and some basic 101s. And also an opportunity to share some of our stories. So it's about deeply getting in touch with our body temple from inside out. So it's teaching some tantra principles, like I said, teaching women to find that rhythm in their body because some women don't understand we have a rhythm in our own body. We're not all the same. And so we learn a lot of those things that um, help us be more in touch with ourselves, conscious touch, uh, learning to celebrate ourselves as women. And um, let me see. Also, how to communicate in a more clear fashion with men. How to verbalize, like you said to your husband, I really like that, honey. That's very, very good. Learning how to get over that shyness, you know, or communicating and also being willing to explore with yourself and with your husband. Because I believe that if this is my vehicle, my temple, I better understand it inside out before I can teach other people how, you know, how to drive that vehicle. Absolutely. So I mean, that, but it's a wonderful thing. It, it definitely yeah, it's is. a wonderful thing. Go ahead, thing. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? It's like, you know those days where we 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 um we just feel really good, and we go mm-hmm. for a ride in in our convertible, and the wind is, you know, it's that kind of freedom to have that kind of freedom with your body, where you feel so good just being who you are, and feeling the pleasures, the simple pleasures of life, you know, the touch, the being touched, the kissing, all those things that make us feel good inside. To, to give ourselves permission more, more than anything else, to have that permission to, of expression as women. You know what happens when a woman is open? You know, and I don't That's mean what I want she's to know. What Men notice. When you are in reverence of your own sexuality, men will be in reverence of your sexuality because you will communicate it. It will be communicated non-verbally, you know, because men get it. They they get it when you know a woman that is uh, not that great, but is throwing her sexuality around. He knows. He understands the body language that's coming from that woman. Of I just want to have sex, and you know what? This is what I want from you, opposed to a woman that is very sexual, sexy, and that commands her own respect. A, a man understands that. It's all nonverbal. But when a woman 
can walk from self-respect, loving themselves, being juicy and open, and understanding that there's boundaries, <laughs> that, hey, you don't get this candy just because you like it or because, you know, you, you can reach out and touch it. Now, there's women, I think, Sharifa, you know women that command that. Have you met women like that that walk into a room? Absolutely. Right. So that doesn't come from, you know, not having that inside. So when that happens, men hear it and understand it. And so when we have mm-hmm. that, when we know we're worthy, we then attract the same thing because everything is an inside job. It starts from the inside out. And that's Absolutely. what I want to teach women. But I believe confidence is the sexiest thing that there is, whether it's a man and or a woman. I think the confidence is just sexy. You know, it's that confidence to walk into a room and you just pause, like I have arrived, you know, and it's a, a confidence. And, it, and, and well, you, you can't, it's almost undescribable. And you have that, Sharifa. You have that, that, that confidence oh, that you, you walk in with. Yes, and, you know, and again, yeah, that's a good word, the confidence. But it's also a communication with men that happens silently that I feel confident. And, you know, because some women seem unapproachable. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? And also, yes, but, when you feel, but when you feel safe in your body, you're approachable. And it's okay to have attention because I think sometimes women, I've heard it, I heard it from a woman last week that all her life, because she was very pretty, she had men hit on her. And she figured that if I gained 30 pounds, they'd leave me alone. They didn't. <laughs> but that's what she figured out to do. Uh, because, again, as women, sometimes we lack boundaries because we, you know, we, we're given double messages as women. So to have the confidence with boundaries, healthy boundaries, is something that I think is very important for women to communicate when they're in a dating situation. You know, you want to be open and fun, but you also want to say, hey, I have boundaries, guy. <laughs> you know, because I know that women that date go through so much with men nowadays. I hear it from young women, and I hear it from other women that are dating, and it's a crazy world to navigate because sometimes uh, sex is expected on the first date, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely, I, I definitely understand. I mean, especially in today's society. But it's, uh, you know, one of the things that they say, and I definitely believe with believe is that the woman sets the tone. She sets the tone, tone one way or another. And so, if she sets a certain tone, the man will abide by that tone. And I am good at setting the tone. Like I tell guys, especially if I just met you, you know. Um, we haven't been out. I don't know you like like that, for lack of a better term. When a guy calls me late at night, I always tell him, no, these are booty call hours. And they're like, what? I'm like, no, you cannot call me. <laughs> I tell them, during booty call hours. And then I'm like, and what, what, what are those hours? Is that like midnight I'm telling or you, 11? No, no. Any, I'm, I'm going to tell you so you can tell the young ladies. It's specific. It's okay. 10.01 p.m. or later. 10.01 p.m. or later. Anything after 10.01 p.m., that's a booty call. There's no good legitimate <laughs> reason for calling a woman, a young lady, a girl, a teenager, whatever you want to call it, at 11 p.m. at night. There's not. So if you <laughs> want to have a conversation yes. with me, if you want to have a discussion with me, you, you need to call around 6, 7 p.m., 8 o'clock. I'll take the call. But 10.01 p.m. and later, that's a booty call. 
So when you kind of when you know and you set these boundaries and you can call them on what the what what it is, then you're more prepared. And so when I call them on it, then then it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I I didn't want that from you. So then they make the effort and they'll call the next day. I get that call at seven p.m. I'm like, hey, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. You see, cause I mean, because you what are you doing boundaries. at ten o'clock? But what are you doing at ten o'clock? Most normal people are are what? Getting ready back in the bed. bed. Most right. people at ten o'clock, at eleven o'clock at night, they are in the bed. They already in the bed. So mm-hmm. if he in the bed and you in the bed, what else are you going to talk about? I know, I know. I agree with you on that. And you know what it is? But you have a self assurance about yourself. You have confidence. You you know how to speak your mind. Not all women can do that. That's why it's so important that we gather. Because when we gather and we have this conversation and you're chatting and you and the woman goes, oh, okay, that makes sense. I shouldn't accept that because, like you said, women set the tone. And what women don't understand is that men have forgotten to court you because you have not given them the message. You have mm-hmm. to court me. You have to call me. You have to take me out to dinner and not have me over and I'm going to cook for you. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's for maybe the 10th date. But, you know, women have forgotten that there is a courting process. And the courting process is to get to know each other, to find out if you're the right guy for me. You can't find mm-hmm. that out in the second date and then you're in bed and then you find out all the horror stories. And you're, now you're in this relationship and all conflicted, you know. So to me, we all have to relearn to be in relationships, both men and women, you know. And women have the obligation, like you are pretty self-assured, you are actually educating those men. You know, mm-hmm. you are. I, I help them. I'm here to help. <laughs> I'm here no, to explain but you and break it down to them. But you see, if every woman said, hey, you don't do booty calls, all women across the country did that. Okay, let's just say, mm-hmm. for instance, men would get it, wouldn't they? Yes. They would. They would get the message, and they tell their other male friends, hey, you don't call a woman at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, right. You know, I remember when my son was first in high school calling women, he would be dialing the phone Friday night for a date. And I go, honey, you call him on Wednesday, not Friday. Right. <laughs> you know? So it is up to us as women, mothers, girlfriends, sisters, and friends to, to help each other relearn what's correct and what's you know you know what's a booty call you don't you know right I, this is the first time I ever heard it that you had that there's appropriate time there are booty call right. hours there are booty call yeah. hours okay there are booty call hours yes but I just I really love see my philosophy not just about sex or relationships or men and women is that I I love to verbalize things now because as a child, see, I was raised Muslim. I was raised very conservative. I didn't have a voice. That was the one of the things that mm-hmm. now, you know, later I, I was working with a lady and she told me, she said my chakra, my, my throat chakra was um, impacted mm-hmm. because my voice had been all my life, my voice had been taken away. And so now it's like I have no problem communicating, verbalizing, because I want to go on the record as having at least said what I wanted to say. Whether a person liked it, didn't like it, at least I'm able to verbalize it now. Like, I'll give you an instance. I have a, a friend, my 
friend. She's like my cousin. I'm, I'm my ex-husband's um, cousin. I've known her basically since I was 14 years old. And she just got into a new relationship. She was with this guy for a few months. And her, the problem that they're having is that he's so busy that he never calls. Like, he'll call maybe, like, every three or four days. And it just drives her crazy. And she says, you know, but the guy, she says, Sharifa, your guy, he calls you every day. He he doesn't let a day go by without texting you. And I said, yeah, but that's 10 years in the making. You know, in the beginning, he, he did, you know, he did the same thing. But I had to communicate with him uh-huh. and tell him, this is what I need. For, in order for us to be in a relationship, uh-huh. I need communication. I said, and after, you know, some time, a lot of arguments uh-huh. going back and forth, he learned what I needed, and he gave me what I needed. So I told her, I said, but communicate to him what you need. Say to him, I need you to do these things. I need you to communicate. I mean, I need you to communicate with me. I need you to talk to me. I said, at least that way, if he doesn't give it to you, you have at least verbalized your needs so he at least knows what it is that you need. Exactly. And you know what? Men, I love men. Okay, I wanted to let you know. I do too, by the way. I do. I I I love love men Mm -hmm. because I know Mm -hmm. that men are very good at following directions. If you tell Mm -hmm. them, many of them will try very hard to follow their directions because they want to please us. They want to make us happy. If they really love us and want to be in relationship, they do whatever it is that you ask them to, but you have to verbalize it. That's why to Mm -hmm. me communication is extremely essential in sexuality. You must learn how to verbalize your pleasure, your requests, and be open to feedback as well. You want to, you know, you want to be open to what it is he needs and be willing mm-hmm. to do the same thing. It's a two-way street, but you hit it on the nail. You must be able to verbalize and, and, and feel that it's okay to ask for what you want. So many women shy away from asking. And the other thing, is sometimes we think we we should read each other's minds. We can't. Mm-hmm. We uh, that's why we have you know uh, communication so that we could say I like this, I don't like that. This felt good. This didn't feel good on both sides. Because I think men that really love a woman, they make the strides to improve the relationship the best they can. And you know I don't like to bash men. Um, sometimes they deserve it because they don't know any better. But, you know, it also, they need education. They need redirection. And the woman sets the tone. And I think a man feels absolutely wonderful when he's able to please you, when he's able to meet your needs, when he sees that big smile, you know. I've talked to men when I've asked them what's the sexiest part of of a woman besides, you know, the most obvious. You know what I hear? They love when a woman looks in their eyes and smiles at them because to them it's like they approve of me. They like me. I'm doing something right. We forget that when we smile, you know, and we're really pleased and happy to communicate that to the man, he feels incredible just like you feel when he walks in and brings you flowers or calls you every day or texts you and says, hi, honey, how are you thinking of you? Sometimes guys get 30 seconds to, to just text a woman. That makes her day to know that you were thinking about her. Not that you thought about it, but you never acted on it. 
I also have to educate, you know, my husband on certain things. And when he does that, when he actually follows some of my requests, I'm in heaven because that feels mm-hmm. I've been heard. And I think, like you said, when you were a child, and many of us, you weren't heard, you weren't able to speak your truth. And when someone actually responds to you being able to say, I need this from you, and they do it, doesn't it feel fantastic? It does. It does. But we all have different um, styles of, you know, in relationships. And it goes back to, and I I know I just want to end this um, because I'm going over a little bit, but I wanted to make this point, is we have to learn everybody's style as far as communication and what what they respond to. You know, one of the things that I figured out is that my guy, his mother was the kind of woman who, when when she when he got in trouble, she would pull, grab his ear and she would pull him. Now I don't grab his <laughs> ear, I don't do that. But what it taught me, he he responds to directness, not shallow, mm-hmm. meek women who kind of hint. And you know, men don't really like women who hint at things. You know, be be no. verbalized what you need, you know, and so he can walk by the trash can a million times and not see the trash. But he, if I say, you right. know, do this directly, he'll get up, he'll do it, and then go back to whatever he's doing. I'm like, hmm, do directly and get me what I need. Change the tires, do this, do that, and he responds, but he doesn't respond Men, to subtle yeah. yeah, men and women have so much to learn, and I want to tell you that learning about our sexuality is a lot of fun. It's very healing. And, um, you know, it's not all about the wounds and what happened to us in our childhood. We all have our stories. But the most important mm-hmm. thing that I want to leave, uh, you know, and then the show is, is that sacred sexuality can bring so much joy and peace and calmness about who you are. To be loved and accepted and seen is probably one of the most healing things for human beings. And I think God made no mistake to give us sexuality as a way to communicate that with each other. So that's why I, I consider sexuality as very sacred when it is done from a perspective of awareness of good intentions. And I want to invite anybody that, that wants to continue this conversation or that has questions or is, that in, is interested in my services to please contact me at 949 or email me. I really enjoy and love assisting people in this area, and I want to thank you so much, Sharifa, for giving me the opportunity to share this uh, information and to um, just add a little bit of sunshine and sparkle in this area to everybody's lives. Thank you so much. You are welcome. You have added a ray of sunshine and sparkle to my day. It's been a wonderful topic for a Friday morning. So thank you, Letty, for joining me in the studio this morning as a guest. Oh, thank you. And by the way, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I, I'm I love hoping you to make it, to, hope to make it to your party. All right, sweetie. I love you. Thank Namaste. You. Love you too. Namaste. Bye-bye. If you are interested in being a guest or the Ask Sharifa AMA, or if you're interested in having a wonderful time, I will be having my birthday party tomorrow and all my friends, family. I look forward to seeing you there to be a guest or for advertising opportunities. Please visit our website at AskSharifa.com. Until Monday, we are out.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.